what I'll do, what I'll say is this, uh, how should we handle it? With the specific examples I gave, believe all women, absolutely not. That's a non-starter for me. Not believe all women? Are you kidding me? Hell no. Now, what I will say is take all allegations seriously. There it is. Perfect. You know. What up, what up, what up, what up? It's Three Brothers No Sense. I am Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Ferg. Join my co-hosts, Rozzy and Buff. Fellas, tell them what's on your mind. First of all, I want to officially thank everybody for Shopping Style. Um, everything that happened there, it was an awesome, awesome event, man. We raised over almost $5,000 total for the scholarship. So uh, really, really good event. Love every moment of it, man. It's just getting bigger and bigger every year. And shout out to Southern Groove, man. That food was delicious. All the virtual folks, y'all didn't get a chance to uh, taste any of that, but I'm telling you, next year it's going to be bigger, even better. Uh, we're we're going to probably move it to um, around Jenica's birthday, align it a little bit better to her, stay away from the football season, all that stuff. Uh, so uh, that's around July 25th, but we'll get an official date out to you guys after we do our little retrospective Um and close out all the stuff on the planning committee. But thank you guys. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. It was an awesome, awesome event. It was super fun. Uh, go ahead, Buff. Yeah, is I think the church thing over there. Is, is it going to be a brunch or a dinner like the first one? Probably a brunch. We like the brunch vibe. It was okay. it was dope. So what do you guys think? I mean, did you you, you at least watch both of them? Well, if, if tab opinion matters, if you're going to do brunch, she won't like hookah. That's her thing. She likes hookah and stuff. Yeah, she fancy. <laughs> That's her thing, though. And, 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 and mimosas. She likes mimosas. It, yeah, too. it you was do. bottomless mimosas. It was it was okay. delicious. I'm thinking you do brunch and roll into a day party. Oh, y'all trying to get real fancy. <laughs> I mean, keep the, why stop there? Yeah, yeah. Why stop there? It's, I mean, it's basically what we did. Um, so anybody, you know, we stopped the live stream, but everybody stayed there. You know, the DJ turned up and everything. Yeah, it kind of pretty much became that. So, yeah, yeah. it makes sense. So, but yeah, if if you are in Birmingham and you didn't make it, um, make plans for next year. Make sure you come out, support. Um, you're doing it for a good cause and having a lot of fun with it. So yeah. um, thank you guys for that. Um, Quantum Leap. It's getting better and better every episode, man. So if you haven't watched Quantum Leap, check it out, man. It is a good show. I'm really behind. Oh, yeah. Well, how, how far have you gotten? Well, I don't remember the last episode. Maybe he was the boxer? Or... Okay. Yeah, that was a really good episode. Um, So it, it dealt with PTSD and all that stuff. I mean, yeah. What was the one after that? Uh, I think he was the bounty oh, hunter was a chick. with the chick. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that was the last episode when he was okay. a chick. Yeah, so the the I episodes that's after that—that's uh, not politically correct, but the chick. <laughs> but it was the eighties, so I think that was it, it suffice. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, like it's it's enough of the nostalgia from the original, but it has its own story uh, line, and so I mean, it's just a dope show. I love the original Quantum Leap, so it's well, right along are- with it. The ratings are following, following, falling, and they're talking about potential cancellation. So, oh man, 
So yeah. I mean, it's on Peacock though. And it's I don't it's know. a lot of people hating on the show though. You know, anytime you remake something, it's either they don't want it to be like the original and to keep the integrity of the original, or they they want you to um, make it exactly the same. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. So. I don't know what they want, man. I mean, for me, it's 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 a great show. So now I definitely want everybody to go watch it to try to keep it, get a second season because it, it's it's a really good show. It's really fun. So okay, Buff, what you got? Uh, let me before I get into what I got, let me first say hello to the Inspire You on Air audience. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, make sure you tell someone to download that app for free and also subscribe to Three Three Brothers No Sense on any podcast platform. Um, I've been talking about Fox News for the last couple episodes, whether it's the documentary on CNN or just how they manipulate journalism versus opinionated um, things and people confuse the two watching that network. Uh, I got one more thing to say about them. I think it was it's probably going on two weeks now, but uh, one of their more popular personalities, Tucker Carlson. Uh, who has been, you know, stoking fear about crime all over the country. Uh, you know, they're especially pointing to like blue states, blue cities, a lot of big cities like New York, when, you know, I know they don't care about facts over there, but per 100,000 people, Oklahoma has a higher crime rate than New York does. But whatever, that's that's a fact that they don't care about. Fake news. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What I do want to talk about, because a lot of what he does is dangerous, but in particular, his attack on uh, MSNBC's Tiffany Cross. And it's not that I'm a big Tiffany Cross fan. I mean, I am a fan, but I rarely watch the show. I don't think I've ever watched a full episode of it, but I know who she is and I've seen clips, obviously. Um, She apparently on her show was basically saying that, you know, we need to start letting white women off the hook. There was a lot of white women in that crowd on January 6th and things like that. And I want to say she may be even tied it to, you know, like going all the way back to what happened with Emmett Till and how that started with a white woman. And, and she was basically like, we can't let these type of white women off the hook. Well, Tucker Carlson took that as her saying, all white women are dangerous. And he turned it into this sea the liberals, the left, they hate all white women. And he had like this whole, I want to say 15 minute segment on how this black woman was such a threat to all of white America, particularly all of white women. And I know we're just a podcast and our reach only goes so far, but that is extremely dangerous what he did and what he's been doing. And I just want to caution if you if you know of anyone that just watches that type of programming and they try to come and regurgitate some of that, be, be, be ready to debate them back with some facts uh, because that's some dangerous stuff that they're doing over there. And I just wanted to, I don't know. I just wanted to speak on it, man. Cause he, he picked on joy and Reed at one time. So I don't know if he has an issue with black women or just with uh, women on that network or whatever, but, it's it's dangerous, and I just wanted to point that out. That that's 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 sad and cute all at the same time, Byron. <laughs> that you really think those type people you can hold a debate with, a logical <laughs> debate with, and make some ground. 
I mean, is true. it is what it is. It doesn't matter. It's sad and comical at the same time, because when you watch these people regurgitate the things that come off that news station, especially from him, it's it's. It's. <laughs> I can't think of any other word, but sad. It's just like, wow. Um, and it's so apparent and they can't. They can't explain it. They just keep repeating the same thing they heard on Fox News. They can't go any deeper. They can't give more examples. They make very broad statements. It reminds me of this guy that ran for president once that really doesn't live in facts and just makes broad statements that sound good um, and keeps reiterating. But that's neither here nor there. But you brought up Emmett Till, so I'm going to go there. I know people have been waiting on my review of Till Till was a really, really good movie. But it was one of those things where, well, I'll say this. It was a really good movie. Great acting. Um, all the actors and actresses did a great job. The The costumes, the feel really took you to the South. I mean, you 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 got the feeling. And they stayed, they were very respectful of the situation they handled it so just for clarity i know there's a lot of people who don't want to go see it because they're they're tired of these these slave type movies or these um these horror movies when it comes to black people they really managed the the lynching scene and everything that whole that whole thing really well to the point where the movie wasn't really about Emmett Till. It was about Mamie Till Bradley. Like it was about his mother and her challenges and her struggles. And it hit on a lot of topics that are uh, real today, common threads and just the mother's love and our charge and our, our stance in the black community how they're spin artists with the news and all this. None of that's changed. It's very, it was relevant then it's relevant today. After we left, you know, even the young men, the mothers, the fathers, everybody, you know, everybody was crying in the movie. You know, there was like, man, I shed so many tears. Uh, Zebu, who most of the movie, but it's one of those movies where there's like, how, you know, how certain movies like you get up and clap or you feel like there's this, you after movies off, like, you're like, man, that was a great movie. You don't get that. It leaves you in this mood where it's like, because we all know the story. Nothing came of it, right? The the anti-lynching bill didn't pass until this year, right? So it was a great movie, but it wasn't that aha moment, that 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 feel-good moment that you wanted. It didn't take you down this rabbit hole of like, I hate white people or anything like that. It just was like, man, that was good, but like, that sucks. Like that's, I mean, that's there was no better way to put it. There was no action scene. They didn't try to play it up and you know make you know you fall in love with a character. It was just you know you just follow this mother on her journey, trying to bury her son, but also make the and get justice for her son, but also wanting the world to see how they treated a young black boy because that's what he was, and um. Now they you did um at the end of the movie 
Hey, what's what's her name? Sissy? What was the white woman uh, that accused him? I can't remember her name right now. It it eludes me, but I feel like it begins with an M, right? Yeah, you 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 did want her to you did want her you did want to catch her outside. Like she would have had to see me. Like she would have had some some would have had to happen. Like you just it just ugh. But I mean it was a it was a really good movie. The parents liked it. I mean the kids liked it. Everybody I I didn't hear anybody have anything bad to say about it. Because it wasn't a, a, the traditional action film. You didn't get that excitement like we did from Woman King. We're like, oh, man, that was great, man. The, they were talking about certain scenes. It was like, man, that was heavy. That was deep. So I advise everybody go see it um, at your at your leisure, you know. But it's a, it was a really good watch. Yeah, man. I'm just disappointed in the people that were trying to, like, boycott it and, and rally people to boycott it. Same with... Same with Woman King. It's like, I just, I'm baffled by some of the stuff our fellow black people want to boycott, but let certain, I don't even want to say his name this episode if possible, but let certain individuals slide with all their crazy behavior for years and say that he's a genius and he has this master plan. And I'm not even saying boycott him, but you let that slide, but you want to boycott uh, a black woman-led movie, uh, this movie that you just spoke about that people need to know about. Like, you can say how many Teal movies are there going to be, but there's always a generation coming up that they don't know about it. Mm-hmm. So let it be for them, if nothing else. I'm just yeah. baffled, man. I mean, we sat there and talked to parents. Z and I talked to a couple of parents for probably 30, 40 minutes after that. Then that impact in how it affects their sons and their parents, because for a lot of people, they don't realize the impact of Emmett Till. You know, I want to say it happened in 55, 53, something like that. But that was my mom's generation. So Emmett Till was our Trayvon Martin. It was that cautionary tale that we're going to tell our kids and the young men around us, like, you know, you got to be careful because at the end of the day, they still see you as a threat. They still see you as this. And that was it. I remember my mom growing up in Mobile. All our parents grew up hearing about Emmett Till because you you heard what happened to that little boy in uh, Mississippi. This this is when our parents were kids. Mm hmm. You know, it was that same mindset. They they knew about it in the, the news coverage and stuff like that. And it's so relevant today. If anything, it just shows you things have not changed as much as you thought they did. So people get off your high horse when it comes to being so pro-black. Like, stop. Stop it. We pick and choose. Yeah, for the folks, for the folks that say, you know, we don't want black trauma movies and everything like that. That's the same folks who'd be like, get over it, right? That 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 that's what it comes off. That's how it comes off. That's what it sounds like. Just get over it, because, like you said, Byron, we have to remember, we have to bring it up. How many Elvis movies has it been? One just came out a couple, you know, and and nobody says, oh, well, don't we have enough Elvis movies? Like, I, stop making want- Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Batman, right? Yeah. We've had five different Batmans. Like it, it's one of those things that I don't, I won't say he's a hero, but he is a martyr for us. Yeah, you know, and and that that what they're calling black trauma—that's what it is. These are martyrs. Those are people who we can see 
and say they did that to us because I'm sorry, but for the just as many black people that watches that and it and it riles us up, and I hope it does rile us up. Um, there's white people out there that'll be like, "Oh my God, it wasn't that bad or not." I remember um, I, I chaperoned the kid Sophia and her class going to Montgomery, and we went through the the uh, Alabama archives, and they were telling the story of slavery and everything as we went through the archives, and there was like a couple little white kids that was like. You know, they were talking about um, the Civil War and everything. It was like, well, who was right and who was wrong? And they just put it out flat out. They were like, yeah, I mean, the the South wanted to own slaves. So I don't know what you could think, uh, who was right and who was wrong. But the, the, the South fought to keep slaves. So you make that decision yourself. Right. And like, I, I think we need to be able to tell those stories and we need to keep telling those stories and 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 show what actually happened, because uh, like you talk about, this generation didn't didn't see it. They don't they're not experiencing. They're not talking about it as much. Uh, and so they need to see these these visuals that yeah. our parents did and parents and we did growing well, up. Well, they do. We just don't link them. We, we try to make them separate events. Emmett Till is Trayvon Martin. It's the cautionary tale that we're going to tell our kids. Trayvon Martin has been embedded in our culture. We as parents, our, our generation is always going to remember the feeling we felt when we saw that. I don't you say you don't want to watch trauma. I haven't I can't watch any of the films. I can't watch any of the recordings. I I I didn't I still haven't watched George George Floyd's film. I refuse to watch these things. Stop watching those things. You know, um but it's if anything it just shows you as far as we think we've come, it shows you how close we are to those same things. How how we still have to talk about how do we manage? And there's a part in the movie where she talks about, um, or one of the characters talks about protecting their kids' youth and childhood, but yet it's still preparing them for the real world. How do you do that? Do you try to keep them oblivious to the world around them? Or do you do you throw them in the fire and try to let them know like they got to watch out and this is the reason mommy and daddy might not let you go to this person's house or I got to meet this person's parent. I didn't meet this person's like you. you. It's still the same. Those things are have been passed down to us. And as much as we want to try to. Shelter our kids from that part of us still feels as as a necessity. Like you never want your kid to be a part of this because you didn't tell them and you just assume the world's gotten that much better. And that's something I struggle with. My daughter asks me all the time why, you know, you know, the differences in black and what's your brown and white people and all this stuff like she wants to know. And why why would they treat us like that? Why would they think that, you know, we're equal And trying to explain that to a seven year old is tough. You know, and should I have to No, but it's real. There's going to be mm-hmm. people that don't look at her the same way. So. I'm done. Rise, where's my selfie? <laughs> That's how we get better, right? I need a hold joke. On. Yeah, hold on. Angry Ferg. Greetings, Sophia. Greetings. How was your day? Very good, very good. Okay, fantastically yeah. well, I hope. Yes, very fun. <laughs> Do you have a good joke for us today? Yes, a very good joke. I've been waiting on it. Yes. Favorite part of the show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. My joke is today, 
What color is the wind? Blue. No. <laughs> no. No. That's not supposed to happen. That's not supposed to happen. You gotta have a back. You gotta have a backup uh, joke in we the chamber. We do have a backup plan. Great, jo- okay. great, great, great uh, guest, Byron. <laughs> we we do. We have one. Yeah. <laughs> don't you let do? your daddy pick it. I won't. Don't worry. Oh, I got one. I've tried to figure out why the ball kept getting bigger and bigger. Bigger and bigger. Why the ball kept getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. I don't know. Why did it get bigger and bigger? Then it hit me. <laughs> I, I didn't get See? you with that one. I didn't get See? any of you guys with that one. Yeah. My backup one was even better. So yeah. there My you backup go. was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, then it was getting closer. I get that, but then you know that's what I was thinking. But I didn't. I didn't get the punchline. Good. Yeah, it was amazing. It's amazing. I'll be back next week. Bye bye. Okay. Alrighty. That was a good one. I like that one too. Yeah. Alrighty. Who's going first this week? Uh, I went first last week, so it's on y'all. Okay, I'll, I'll start it off. Well, fellas, last week I had a I had a moment. I was really I was really in my I was really into myself. Where I just it was a it was a tough week for me. I don't know what was going on. I don't know how I got out of it. it you know, therapy. I, you know, I try to work out. I haven't been working out consistently, stuff like that. And I haven't been seeing my therapist as much as I should. But I was like, I need. There has to be more. Because there's just moments where, you know, therapy just isn't just isn't enough, you know, because at the same time, you still got to talk it out. You know, you still got to verbalize what's going on and, you know, you got to put forth the effort, you know. And I just happened to um, be listening to the radio and a gospel song came on that I knew. And it just like it really hit me for a sec. I think more so for the nostalgia and stuff like that. And it made me start thinking about religion. And the role religion plays in our lives. You know, I mentioned a few, I think, healthy ways for us to deal with, you know, some of the stresses and burdens of being humans and stuff like that. We all have our burdens, but I think I'm speaking specifically for men because we're still looking for ways to effectively learn how to deal with our stresses. Right. Is that fair to say? You know? Yeah. So. So when we're dealing with these burdens, we have to carry on our own. What role do you see or can you see religion playing in our lives? Because I think we can I can safely say we've all kind of taken a step back away from religion over the last few years. Do you see that there's a place for it? Do you see that, you know, even if you don't get into the, you know, the whole I'm super religious. I believe everything the Bible says. Do you still see the the a place in religion, a place in our lives where religion is beneficial to our our spirit, our emotional growth, or whatever? Does that question make sense? Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. I you, you want to go first, Byron, or go ahead. Oh, yeah. I mean, you you know, we we've been to different countries and seen different religions practiced and everything like that. I, I think. When people talk about religion, especially here in the United States, they only think about Christianity. Um, and there are so many other religions or, or spiritual practices out there 
uh, that can kind of do the exact same thing. So I'll talk more from a, a spirituality or, or just having some type of routine or, or um, something that can actually help you de-stress, decompress, center yourself. So just, just having yoga and meditation and things like that, you know, there's so many other religions that have so many other things or deities that you pray to. I don't think that really is where, you find that solace, right? It, you can pray to any deity and still find that solace. And so I think religion plays a huge part in most people's lives when it comes to being able to find center, find, you know, just just some meaning and some peace and a modicum of peace. There's very much something to be said about being able to turn something over to a higher power, to put faith in God or in whatever your God is to say, I'm I'm laying this at the altar. God, you got me. And, you know, I'm I'm not going to worry about anymore anymore. I'm going to release those burdens. And and so I think everybody needs to find some form of spirituality or some form of way to be able to kind of lay lay their burdens down. Uh whether that is Christianity, Islam, Judaism, I don't even care if it's Satanism or whatever. Uh and even if you know they they are in the atheism and they find like I said yoga or something like that, there needs to be a way for you to be able to decom- decompress and de-stress yourself. Uh I, I think a lot of people started turning towards Buddhism, which isn't necessarily a spiritual practice. Uh so there there's there's so many different ways and there's so many ways that you can get to where you need to be from a spiritual realm and, and, and a centering of your mind. But I definitely think that needs that has a place in people's lives uh, lives and uh it, you need to find whatever that is whether it is you know a, a true religion or some other way uh i think it definitely has a place um i don't know every religion but i know most of them really stress some type of discipline and a lot of times that lack of discipline uh can be at the root of a lot of things that we as men, we as people, but I think you specifically asked about men, go through. You know, we're in a world full of temptations. And and when I say temptation, I don't mean just like adultery or, or sex. I mean, like, you know, there are certain foods we shouldn't be eating or indulging in as much as we do. Uh, all type of uh, drugs and things like that. Uh, almost anything can become a bad habit if you do too much of it. and you find yourself not being able to do without it. So religion has its place in in teaching discipline and it has a lot of good lessons to learn from. Just just a lot of good uh stories and 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 things that you can just learn from that you can relate to today to your situation and and use the lesson that the characters learn in it and and try to apply it to yourselves. What Rosie mentioned as far as with meditation, that's something I definitely I don't do that often, but I've tried to at least do it uh, once a week on on, on Sunday mornings. Uh, meditation is is something that can be very helpful. So all in all, there's definitely a place I would say is necessary. Not only that is a place, but it's necessary. Like you said, you don't have to be like, you know, so into it if that's not your thing. And, and even when I mentioned discipline, you don't have to be so disciplined to where you're like, judging other people like 
oh, wow, you're going to really do that? You know you shouldn't be doing that. No, it's just like to help check yourself and help keep yourself on the path that you feel like you need to be on that that brings you to peace and everything that you you need. Okay. Uh, you got both said some really good things. Byron, you mentioned that you try to meditate at least once a week um, on Sunday mornings. Rozzy, and this goes questions to both of you guys. Do you, how big of a part do you think your religion plays or those practices play in your life? Is it big enough? Does it, does this kind of like, you know what, I probably could or should do more? Or do you find yourself, you know, sometimes when you're down, that's when it is more prevalent? You know, is it a big part of your life? You know, uh, Byron, I know you work out a lot, you know, is religion as big a part of your life as your health and the things that you do? You know, we try to, we, we all try to be healthy and try to do things and make ourselves better, but is it big enough? You know, it's not, it's not big enough. And I actually like, I pray a lot. Like I don't just pray at night. I pray at least maybe five or six times a day, every day, whether it's something short, you know, just a quick thank God, thank God for making it to work safely. Uh, something like that. So I, I, I do that, but I there's so much more room. Like I haven't been to church in who knows how long, but I did tell the family I wanted us to start back going. I haven't like read the Bible or, or anything like that in a while. So there's definitely more room for it. And even with the meditation, man, like I think more than once a week would definitely be more helpful. And even with the working out, like, you know, we had Jasmine's birthday last weekend and was eating bad and, you know, hadn't worked out since last Thursday as we record this Thursday. And I finally worked out today and like, it felt good. Like when I, when I was done and it felt good while I was doing it, I was cussing the lady out on the YouTube video, but when I finished, I felt good. So all of that plays a part, the exercise, the meditation, I need to do more of and just be more into it. There's definitely more room for it. Why, why go back to church? Do you feel like obligated? Because that's my thing. Sometimes with we know the principles of religion and, you know, but it's like, do I do I need to check certain boxes or something? Is it because that's what I'm supposed to do? Or do you feel there's a benefit to getting back into church, getting into organized religion or in particular organized religion or something like that or practices? I, I give you three reasons. One of them has nothing to do with me. One of them is I, I think it's something that Jasmine should be exposed mm-hmm. to a little more. And we definitely have failed at, at doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, she prays, she knows about God and, and things like that, but there's so much more she needs to know. Uh, for me, it's, it's a way to, to learn more. Like there's still a whole lot that I don't know about Christianity, the Bible and all that stuff. So it's a good way to learn more. And last I kind of feel like it's the least I can do. You know what I mean? Like I go, to, I make sure I go to work. I make sure I go to the majority of the parties I'm invited to. Uh, I make sure uh, me and Tabitha have date days when we can, you know, make sure Jasmine has fun and we go out to dinner. I do all these things and I've been blessed to be able to do those things. The least I can do is go to this place of worship once a week. I kind of see it that way at times. Rise, I know I asked Buff a lot of questions. Chime in. At any no, point. no, that's fine, man. I mean, it, it, it's 
so funny because uh, I'm almost kind of diverse. I, I, same as you, Buff. I probably haven't gone to church in you know years um, at this point since COVID uh-huh. uh, type thing. And uh, you know, I've watched it a couple times on TV and that type of stuff, especially while we were in quarantine. Uh, but when you talk about it, you know, I, I really haven't gone to church. And I, I definitely agree. The kids kind of um, make fun. Like we don't go to church uh, much anymore. Like Sophie <laughs> even says that. It's like we don't go to church for real, for real. Um, you know, but they, you know they grew up with with Jen going like every Sunday, and they were they were going every Sunday, and so it it really was kind of a shift. And so I probably do need to get back in church, and I think uh, it is one, probably more so that exposure for the kids for me uh, than anything else, so that you know they they do have that exposure to church and understand, and they can grow into their spiritual walk, uh, kind of the same way that I did. Right. It's like I, I'm I'm not like, oh, you got to go to church every Sunday. I really don't care about that. Uh, and, and because I have a good relationship with God. But at the same time, how are my kids going to grow into that relationship with God if I don't take them to church? So that that's the that's what I'm kind of battling with and trying to like, uh, you know, kind of figure out, do do I kind of bite the bullet and say, yes, I'm going to take them so that they can get that close spiritual relationship? Because they're not going to get it when I don't go to church. Like you say, we pray, we talk about God, they understand it, they know what it is, but they don't know those stories like I know the stories. They don't go to Sunday school like I went to Sunday school. They don't know all of that that you know I grew up. So now, at this point in my life, I can talk about the Bible where they wouldn't be able to if you know they continue down the path that they're on. They wouldn't be able to talk about it as much. Um, so I definitely think you know there definitely is room to grow there. But back to your your initial question of what for black men and for like myself in general do i feel like it's enough for me right now yes i do i i I don't feel like i gotta go to church to feel connected to god right i i feel like i pray enough and and i have enough understanding about those parables and about uh the bible that i i don't need to rehash it it's kind of like i went to college for finance i know generally enough about it that you know i can talk finance i don't have to go back and be like oh let me go back to these finance courses and learn more about it every time it's like i got the gist right i i know how to live my life i know what god is and 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 what he means to me and everything like that and so that I, I think striking that balance of that, and then when you talk about time restraint, time constraints, and everything like that, I mean, I'm all I'm big about like, are those two hours, are those three hours, are those four four hours um, can be used for something else, and and, and you know, it, am I going to get that out of or get something out of it that really hits home for me in life? And and so you know that's why a lot of times I've watched church and and that type of stuff and streaming is the best thing for me because I don't have to do all that extra work. But the problem with that is the kids aren't getting what they need by me watching and streaming. So being a parent, I think I feel like I got to get back into it so that I can be a good parent for the kids and teach them that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you guys said a lot. I mean, Rosie, even picking up on something you said, you said bite the bullet. And I'm kind of in that same place where um, I'll speak for myself. I don't know how you guys feel like I grew up in a church and stuff like that. I, I've read the Bible. I, I I know the parables. I, you know, I know the verses and stuff. Like that. I'm not one of those people that's like, well, in Matthew three chapter, tw-, like I'm not that person, you know, that can just send quote verses. But, you know, I, I feel like I'm knowledgeable enough. But I'm also going to be very transparent and say I'm not I'm not a person who's a Bible thumper like I believe 
take the Bible for at its word, you know? And so that's my challenge, you know, almost being, you know, some people say you're too smart for your own good. It's like, am I doing it to make sure my kids get those lessons to check the box? Right. And am I, you know, am I going to church to check the box to say I went to church? Am I doing those things? And I think that and I'm saying this to preface, I think that's what stops me from from being so open to just jump back into religion like that, you know, where I'm, I'm defaulting to that, you know, because I went to school and they taught me X and it's like, yeah, they teach you this because you're supposed to learn it, but actually, actually the world works like Y and I'm not knocking any, any religion or anything like that. It's like, I do believe in a higher power. I do choose to call him God and stuff like, so because that's how I, I was raised, but do I believe in all the, the, the parables and stuff like that? I can't say I do. Um, and so part of me being me, I overthink that part of it. It's like, you know, but the biggest takeaway, and I, Byron, you said it, is because of the way I think, the, because of the way I am, and I think because how we are as men, where even when I was explaining going to the therapist, I have to, I have to mentally and verbally try to explain what I'm going through. You know, when I'm when I'm uh, working out, I have to give an effort and religion and church for me or having a relationship with God was the only point, especially after losing my father. And I think this was another part that made the whole discussion really challenging for me was being able to turn into a higher power because there's nobody else for me at this point. I can't turn my burdens over. I can't express myself. Like it's part of something. I don't even want to express myself. I just, you want those raw emotions that just like, it is what it is, you know, Lord, I'm giving to put it in your hands, whatever, however you want to say it, you know, my wife can turn things over to me. And at the end of the day, I got to get it done. You know, it's man, the house is, you know, we got to pay this mortgage. I don't know how we're going to pay it. We got to pay it. Guess what? I got to find a way to pay it. You know, but for me, it's those things, those challenges, being the head of our household. And I'm not saying men have it any harder than women, because I know you guys have your struggles as well, but I'm saying from men I talk to, myself i know a lot of times we don't feel like we have people we can turn over a lot of our challenges burdens stresses or whatever over to and trying to find it and that's part of it we're trying to find somebody we're trying to create a solution and sometimes it's not even about a solution it's just being able to say hey here it is i'm leaving it right here even if you know you know if you do that sunday monday you got to get up in the morning and go fix it but sunday i just put it on i put it on i I, I left left it at the uh, the prayer, the altar at altar prayer. I left it there, and I'll I'll get it Monday. You know, even if it's you know emotionally or spiritually leaving it there, and I'm trying to find that 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 balance there. You know, like do I believe just leaving right there is going to solve everything? You know, do I I don't know what I believe right now. But I'm just trying to figure it out and knowing I need to do more because the way I felt the last few weeks wasn't I don't feel like it's healthy for me, uh, healthy for my family and just trying to, you know, I'm always trying to improve myself. Um, and it's funny, I was talking to Lenny about this and he was saying on other things, you know, being able to turn turn certain things over, you know, when I'm thinking about financials, like, well, maybe you need to get a financial planner. 
you know, turn it over. Maybe, you know, you had your turn to do this, you know, even like how people get a personal trainer. You say you want to get in shape. You've had your whole life to get in shape. This never happened. Get a personal trainer. Same situation, you know, being able to turn it over to something or, you know, something or someone uh, greater than yourself or better than you at dealing with these issues. And maybe it's just that. So I've said what I had to say. Um, all right. That, that question went a little longer than I thought it would. Well, mine will be short. I just got a real quick question for y'all. <laughs> that never happens. When are Christmas decorations supposed to go up? The day after Thanksgiving. Day after Thanksgiving. Thank you, Ferg. <sighs> oh, don't tell me y'all already got stuff up. No, but <laughs> here's my caveat. No, nah, I'm not going to say that because y'all going to judge me. I know people right now that are paying somebody to put up their Christmas decorations. And so if you're paying to put your Christmas decorations up, the day after Halloween or the week after Halloween is fine with me. Now, I'm not saying you can turn them on every night, but I'm just saying if if I'm going to pay three hundred dollars, get my Christmas decorations put up, my Christmas light pick, picked up and you got less than a month to watch it. No, if I can get two months out of it, y'all going to be mad at me. That's, you know, but uh, and, and you got scheduling. And I understand. I, yeah, I understand. If you're paying somebody to put it up, you put it up, but you don't turn it on. Yeah, I mean, even if you put it up, you don't turn it on before Thanksgiving. That that's just know. that's the rule. I don't know. If I'm paying three four hundred dollars. I'm turning that. I'm turning that thing on day one. I'm turning it down. If they put it up at at two p.m. on Saturday, guess what? What time my light's gonna be on? Two thirty. <laughs> Middle of the day. Just wasting electricity. Just wasting electricity. <laughs> but I, because I posted on Facebook and I was just like, you know, lights don't go up to after Thanksgiving, and there are a lot of people that are just all over this whole. Waiting yeah. the Thanksgiving thing, they do not care, and I'm I'm appalled at this. Like <laughs> I I don't get it. Like does Thanksgiving uh, not get any respect? I, I think oh, they love I think not they love the all. holidays and but the to me it's the they call it the holiday season. I feel like they you kind of lump it all. You can lump it all together to a certain extent because to me Halloween kicks off the holiday season. Like it's like it's <laughs> it's almost like Mar- the Mardi Gras of hol- uh, the holiday season. <laughs> like the big celebration, you're doing everything. You go, you know, dress up, do whatever you gonna do, candy, all that stuff, moon pies. Um, I might give out moon pies when you're for I Halloween. I was just thinking that <laughs> <laughs> next Halloween, I might give out you moon gonna, pies. You gonna get egged? <laughs> I, I, you heard it. I hate moon pies. I hate them. Ooh, I hate moon pies. Uh-uh. A banana moon pie? Oh that is, man, you know, that is the worst moon pie. What? No, vanilla moon pies are the worst moon pies. Those are I, disgusting. I would. I would you yeah, don't even know. like a microwave or anything? No, no, no. I haven't had a moon pie since 1997? Six? Maybe? But, um... But I think for a lot of people, they need that moment. They need the holiday season. Like, they, they live for it. It's, it's... They get into it because with the, the way the world be whirling, the way life be lifing, yeah. You need every bit of joy because you know the world moves different during the holiday season. The closer you get to Christmas, the the the, the happier people are. People are the more people are giving, and the sooner you can get into that that mood, that mode. Hey man, maybe life doing you right where you can wait to the day after Thanksgiving. Because there's been <laughs> weeks I ain't put my stuff up to the week up before Christmas. So <laughs> that was me last year. So, yeah. but I think I'm gonna start outsourcing it and getting somebody else to put up my decorations. So, because you so make a lot I, of money. 
No, no. It's again, it's outsourcing time, man. What that that three hours. So, but there's something he said about pulling out the decorations and putting them up, you know, putting on the Christmas music and all of that, that, you know, but that's the thing. I can't, I can't feel comfortable turning oh, no, no, on. You don't, you don't put on, you don't put on Christmas. I, I can, you yeah, can't after Thanksgiving. Them. But, but see, that's a, that's the problem. I can't decorate for Christmas no, no, without the Christmas different. music. That's, that's part different. of it. No, you don't put your tree, you don't put your tree up. You what? put your lights up. No, no. See, all of that's the same. You got to do, no, you do that. Not. Same. Like wow, you that's, can't even... that's that's my routine. Is I pull out the boxes. You got to put on the temptations, and so mm-hmm. I open no. the first box to in yeah, my you mind. You, 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 if that's the case, then you wait till after Thanksgiving. Yeah, there's only it. one way. You know, if you know, if somebody's coming to put your Christmas lights up, you can put them up. It's kind of like it's like it's like preseason. <laughs> you know, preseason. Yeah. Yeah. So, so so music before you can't listen to music before, but yeah. you can put your decorations. Like, up. They, they don't they don't they don't even put the all Christmas station on until after Thanksgiving. Exactly, which is why you yeah. shouldn't be putting decorations. Music is different. No, <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's not. It goes. It, it's with the it's written. It's written somewhere. It, it I have to find it. It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. <laughs> Horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. That's all I had, man. It, it just irks me every year when I see yeah. it. And it it's, it's time. Yeah, I would definitely judge if I heard you listen to Christmas music. Speaking of Christmas, but while we're on the subject, man, uh, Christmas Story? Christmas Story is coming out. Oh, yeah, they got a new one. Yeah, they're updating it. Right? Yes. Yeah. So I, I still like 8-Bit. Uh-huh. Um, so if you guys, that is a Christmas movie that came out. It's basically Christmas Story with a Nintendo instead of a Red Rider BB it's, gun. It's, it's not Christmas story. I mean, it's it's, it's same format. Though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, so. it's a little kid in Christmas. Okay, I give you that. But uh <laughs> but no Christmas story a Christmas story is coming out. Like I'm I didn't even know about I d I don't know how it, it slipped up on me. I didn't know anything about it. Like it just popped up and it comes out in what maybe a week or two? Couple oh weeks? really? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I didn't know. I thought I thought it was coming out after Thanksgiving, but oh maybe I don't know. I, I got I got super excited, so I might be uh, prematurely getting excited for this video. I mean, this uh this movie, but I will be watching it. So now I have to get my I got to figure out how I'm gonna do it now because I watch Christmas Story every year for Christmas. My kids have seen parts of it; they never watch it. But now because the the sequel's coming out, she has to sit down and watch it. It's like no other option, you know. So. Uh, what for, Buff? Oh, and it's on HBO Max. Yep. Do we have time for another question? Yeah, I mean, we we, we got it. We can make we can make it. Uh, how deep are you getting? Uh, some potential landmines on this. Let's one. do it. Okay. All right. Uh, so there's this show on Apple TV called The Morning Show, and it's with Jennifer Aniston and my boy from um, Steve Carell from Forty Year Old Virgin. They're like the main two characters, uh, and it. It deals with at least the first two seasons have dealt with Me Too. And Steve Carell's character is like almost like a Matt Lauer, Good Morning America type figure. Like he's the top guy. He's been the lead anchor. And this sexual misconduct allegation comes out and he winds up getting suspended. And his co-host, who's Jennifer Aniston, who's friends with him, is trying to deal with it because she obviously should be on the side of women. My question to you guys is how should we handle me too? Because I've heard everything from you should believe all women. I've heard some women say a grope is no different than rape because you can't tell that woman how it makes her feel. 
So it's all the same. Uh, and even with with that show, with Steve Carell's character, it's similar to what the comedian from Saturday Night Live went through in a way. I think his name is Aziz Ansari. But basically, you know, he had this encounter with a woman that he brought back to his place. And she came out later and said she didn't she didn't want that. And so it's like some men are feeling like, so am I supposed to read a woman's mind if she goes through with it? Am I supposed to also know that she doesn't want it and back off if she doesn't, even if she doesn't tell me no, but I'm supposed to just like automatically know. Um, With all of those different types of examples and scenarios, how should we handle me too? Out as men outside of saying that women are right every time they say it, we everything we're gonna say is gonna be wrong. I'm just letting you know. I'm just mm. throwing it out there. But that that's just like cancel culture as a whole though, right? Like if you know, if you don't agree with the the victim, then you're wrong. Like we I, I don't I don't know how. I don't know how to manage that. Because I think as as respectful and careful as the three of us are you don't know what action could lead to somebody feeling, you know, disrespected or assaulted. Like we can go to all class, you hug somebody too long and all of a sudden they felt uncomfortable and you have violated them. And that, that's a lower form of the extreme, but that's a case in like, what do, what do you say? Is it because of his intent? Is it because like, is there, it, it like you said, it, it does, a grope is just as bad as rape because it depends on how it makes a woman feel. So if I, if I hug three women all the same way and one feels completely offended and the other two are completely fine with it, there's still a case there. And I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know if there's an answer. I don't know if, you know, I don't know how we play that. Yeah, it's it's one. I want to say it's definitely levels. A grope is not the same as rape. And uh, I mean, anybody who's saying that they just I, I don't know how you even get to that. Right. I mean, they, they are there are levels and because reactions to that should have levels, right? Um, uh, if somebody gropes somebody, maybe they lose their job. Maybe you it's know how she feels, Rosie. Yeah, and, and that's fine. I get it. I get it. But I'm, I'm not. You're not going to prison for a grope, right? And, and and so, me too has to understand that, depending on what happened, right? A a grope versus uh, he hugged me too long versus he forced to kiss on me versus, you know, he raped me like the, the, the responses are going to be totally different for those. Uh, I, I feel like a grope is something of heartfelt apology type thing might work. Right. It, versus he groped every woman in the office might be something different. Right. Or he, he, he said he had this, you know, aura of hostile work environment. Women didn't even feel comfortable coming in the office around him. He had a position of power versus he was my peer. Like there's so many different nuances to it when you really talk about it versus just, oh, he groped me. You know, guy on the street groping you is going to be very different than your boss groping you. Uh, and, And so I 
think we need to really be careful about trying to lump all that together and saying yes. the response is going to be the same. I mean, it, it's it's not, and the response shouldn't be the same, right? Um, and and kind of the same thing with cancel culture. For like you're saying, depending on what they say. And depending on how they respond, a lot of times is how cancel culture looks at it, right? And, and and so intent might be a little bit of it, right? It's like, he hugged me too long. I felt a little uncomfortable. And maybe it, it was a normal hug, but you've been raped or you've been molested in the past. And so now it made you feel some type of way, but it really wasn't the guy and, and doing much And at that point, your different. intent doesn't matter. right. But but I mean it did it does matter right I I mean we we have to look at it from like a court of law type thing where it's like the, a reasonable person would have thought that was a regular hug or not right it, it, it has to be that way it's very simple with a grope he touched her ass, uh, but is it is it the same as I was walking by excuse me excuse me and I accidentally rubbed your booty. Like, because that has happened before, right? You, you've rubbed across somebody wrong sometimes uh, and not just trying to get by somebody. I mean, it, it it's different heights, that type of thing. I mean, I I was sliding between some folks and this chick was like six six two or something like that. And I actually didn't touch the booty, but I'm short. She's not. And, you know, my arms was right at her booty. So as I put them straight out, it just happens, you know, and I was like, I'm my bad. I'm, my apologies. I'm sorry. And, you know, and we kept it moving. And, you know, she kind of giggled about it. And and so maybe she wanted me. I don't know. But it, it's very different than, you know, you walking by and I'm not squeezing by you and I reach out and grab your butt. That I, and those responses need to be different. And we and we we as society need to make sure that we're holding everybody accountable. But at the same time, we're not over exaggerating the responses. And I agree with you. And w- what I wanted to stress was, like I said, I think as men, anything we say is going to be challenged. Right. So that that's the that's the biggest part of it um, there. Of course, there's levels to it, like legally and, and you know, criminal uh, offenses and stuff like that, you know. But at the same time, it's the court of a public opinion where you're losing your job, you know, because Byron the hugger hugs every girl's in office. But he I mean, he also hugs every guy, you know, the the chest, you know. He's just a hugger. But all of a sudden, because you offended, you know, one or two women, now you're potentially, you know, being passed over promotions or whatever the case may be. It's I mean, it's it's one of those things where we got to. The, the hugger, well, that's socially awkward. You, you probably need yeah, to be passed yeah, over. Yeah, I mean, at <laughs> a certain point, yeah, we. We have to be able to get to a point where there's open conversation. And that's what I meant by whatever we say is wrong, because we're not at a point where anything we say, we're mansplaining. Mm. How men, you know, if we're protect, well, you got to protect him because if he didn't mean this and he shouldn't go to jail for this, like you're mansplaining. Right. So it's how do we have a real conversation and it's like. Teach us like. Like, let's let's sit down. Don't let's not over exaggerate. Let's not throw up crazy scenarios like what is acceptable, what's not acceptable, you know, for one, because like you said, or somebody, it, it's two different people can have two different reactions to the same thing. Hey, Christine, that's a nice dress. Oh, my God, I felt I felt, you know, why does my dress have to be nice? Why are you looking at me that way? Like you can go you can go to HR for those type things. Right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and. At what point do we 
is it like I don't want to say boys will be boys because once again, we're making excuses, you know, but how do we get better? I guess that's the question. I don't know how I don't know how society gets better without just men are scared to talk to women. Men are scared to do anything, um, which I can't say men are scared because <laughs> we're still out there doing it. I think, like you say, not to say boys will be boys. I, I think that's that really kind of comes down to the answer. When you're when you have to use that excuse, boys will be boys. You've gone too far. Far. Mm. I don't think mm-hmm. anything that one of us three would ever do to a woman would come off as me too, because we respect women like that. We wouldn't do that, right? So even if we hugged a little too long or it lingered or whatever, I doubt somebody will be like they made me feel uncomfortable or, or they were trying to like, come on to me type thing. Is it because it's it's us? Like, is it because it's one of us or is it because of what we did? It's, it's because of how we've carried ourselves up to that point. Right. It's, it's because they, they feel like we aren't the creeper, I guess is probably what it is. It's that, it's that aura that, that those guys do because very rarely does somebody get me too for a single act. And I think that's really what it, it's okay. like. You have to have kind of that history of, oh, that's the dude, right? Mm-hmm. And that's when they get me too. I, I haven't seen many. He groped me one time and she's the only one that came out and we instantly cancel them type thing. I I, I haven't seen okay. any of those. Most of the Me Too things that you see are the guys that, oh, they, they, there's talk around the office about that guy, right? 20 women has done that right you've got three hr complaints about that guy in the last six months like those are the guys that usually get me too or even if it or it's like they're very very high executives that are very blatantly i'm gonna whip my out or you know (laughs) that type of thing like those are the guys that get me too it's not you know whip it out yeah like you know or or come on in you know you need to do something for me if you want to get promoted to quid pro quo guys those are usually the guys that get me too yeah harvey weinstein yeah so uh the morning show first off let me just say check that out it definitely handles the whole like all angles and arguments I think get explored on the whole everything surrounding me too. So check that out on Apple TV. What I'll do, what I'll say is this, uh, how should we handle it with the specific examples I gave? Believe all women? Absolutely not. That's a non-starter for me. Not believe all women? Are you kidding me? Hell no. Now, what I will say is take all allegations seriously. There it is. Perfect. You know, and and then go from there. A grope groping equals rape. No, it does not. Now, does it make you feel as much of a victim as a rape victim? Maybe. I'm I'm not a woman. I don't get grabbed on like that. So maybe. But that is not the same. That is not equal. I'm sorry, it's not. But how it makes you feel, I'm not here to negate that. As far as you know, mind reading and stuff like that. You know, that one is a little more nuanced and more difficult. I think a lot of men should definitely, because sometimes women, I can see where some women may feel trapped to where they don't have a way out and they're almost obligated to say yes. So just kind of, I don't know, even look, look for those silent cues. Like even in law enforcement, you don't necessarily have to have a suspect say, I'm about to whip your you can look at that body language, how he's bracing himself, a certain look in his face and say, oh, 
he about to try to whoop my ass without him even saying it. But so, she's playing hard to get, Bob. Well, listen, the the playing Man. hard to get days. That's <laughs> over. Mm. <laughs> it used to be a song called that. Don't block that song out your head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that, so. that that is called role play that happens after you guys have had consent and you be like, hey, yeah. I like this type thing. You don't do that on the first time ever. Hey, it doesn't matter how many times you did it, bro. One no, one no is a no. Yeah, that's what I mean. You yeah, gotta have that, that conversation too. beforehand yeah. that we yeah. are role playing this. Yeah, yeah, and 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 if you do happen to engage in that, and and the woman reveals to you, because I think with this comedian from SNL, she wasn't trying to put him out there. She like texted him after and was like, "Hey, I really didn't want to do that." My advice, you don't have to take it. My advice would be, don't be an asshole and say, "No, you wanted it." Hey, my bad. I thought you. That's my. Um, be a, as apologetic as you yeah. possibly can. But like, don't they teach you not to apologize? <laughs> oh, because well. apology is an admission of guilt. You know, like a lot of times lawyers say, don't never apologize because once you apologize, you admitted that you were guilty. And now that could be used against you in a court of law. Like it's, I, I understand what you're saying. As a nice guy, like if you're like genuinely like, you know what? I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> and I it's thought, still like that, that that's a, yeah, not necessarily yeah. you have to apologize but like I thought you were into it yeah. like you know that, yeah. like that needs to be a response I thought you were into it. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's, that may be even better. Yeah. 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 I think that's, that's a conversation that need to be had because self-preservation, I, would, I put that in a text earlier today, self-preservation for most people comes first. It's like, I'm not, if I start apologizing, if I start going down this this road, I'm admitting that I'm guilty and I can get in trouble. And now she's trying to turn or she's trying to play me. It's how do you how do you respect her feelings? And I think, Buff, you said, it. you know, at the end of the day, we have to take all allegations seriously. So groping does not equal rape. But at the same time. If you hear that case. If you're a police officer, HR, somebody who is taking the lead on this situation, you take a rape uh, allegation just as seriously as you take the other allegation because you don't want to downplay it. Because a lot of times people try to sweep it under the rug or try to downplay it. And that's where the problem starts spiraling. Mm-hmm. So, and, and the part I left out, too, while I don't think groping equals rape. You shouldn't be groping anybody. Yeah, we're we're don't, too grown for that. Keep your hands to yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Like don't only don't, don't grope anybody. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. That's all I got, man. We we navigated those minds, I think, pretty well. We'll see. We'll we'll see. <laughs> um Take them all seriously. Women, yeah. we apologize on, you know, if you've ever been or if this triggers anything or something that, that was not our intent. It's more for understanding. Let's go ahead and close it out, fellas. Um, okay. I'll, I'll start off with an apology. I want to apologize to white people. Um, This might be my second apology to you guys. I feel like I've done this before. But, you know, I look at the cult-like behavior that some of you MAGA supporters have for Trump. And I and I I always said like, you know, black people would never be like that over somebody. Like we had old Barack Obama and we wasn't like that over him. You but said then, you weren't gonna mention him. But then this musical artist came along who everyone refers to as a genius. And I have been proven wrong, white people. Apparently 
Really? My people can have a cult-like behavior with an individual figure. And it does not matter what he says or does. It's either he's right or is a part of a plan that we don't know about yet. Either way, he's a genius. Everybody else needs to be quiet. And he is a victim and all of these other things. I just did not think that could happen, but I have witnessed it the last couple of weeks in particular. And so I owe you guys an apology. Apparently, it can happen to any race, any culture, because it is definitely happening with some of my people. The other thing I want to talk about more seriously is um, I've mentioned before how Erica Perkins was one of the first people that pointed out how the media does not mind showing the murder or killings or dead black bodies laying on the street. We saw it with Michael Brown. We saw it with George Floyd. We've seen it time and time again. A lot of times when they do show a white murder, it's blurred out or they won't even show it at all. They'll say it's too graphic for to be shown on TV and they'll just explain what happened. But for whatever reason, they don't mind showing black bodies on TV. And I feel like it has infiltrated us as a people. We are now guilty of it because the murder of that young man in Houston take off from the from Migos rap group. So many people were sharing that picture of him laying there, bloodied up and, and dead, lifeless. And people were sharing it like, it's okay. And I, I just, where's the decency? Like, if that's your family member, do you want that shown for the whole internet? Like, we get it. He 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 was killed. We don't need to see that. But I just feel like we have been so desensitized when it comes, especially to black bodies, that there is no empathy. They don't. People don't mind showing it. They showed George Floyd's murder, the entire eight minutes and forty six seconds of him from him having life to him no longer having life to him saying his very last words and his last breath that was shown on multiple cable news outlets like it was okay so i just want us we as a people to at least use a little more caution a little more restraint when uh doing that because that is traumatic ferg even mentioned he he doesn't even like to watch it i've heard other people say it and, and if the media is not going to respect it, we need to at least respect it and stop showing that kind of stuff. That's all I got. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. It's sad what happened over a dice game. Um, so, but uh, all that I have, man, is uh, it, we have breaking news that uh, the Department of Justice or not Department of Justice, uh, the DOD has put boots on ground in the Ukraine. That's a big, big deal uh, that they aren't they're supposed to be there for peacekeeping, you know, humanitarian assistance, that type of stuff. But we know how that works out. So just having boots on ground is a huge step. And so just prayers up to any of those guys that and gals that are there and, and hopefully all of them come home safe. And hopefully we cannot cause an international incident uh, where World War Three pops off. Luckily. Russia and some of the oligarchies there are starting to kind of um, turn on Putin because this this war has been going on for 
what eight months nine months now uh and they still haven't taken ukraine they haven't even taken parts of ukraine that they wanted to take uh so shout out to ukraine and those freedom fighters that are uh, still fighting over there or not even freedom fighters defending their homeland and um but we just pray that uh the u.s can get in and get out quickly uh and we we don't cause this you know long drown drawn out new war just from this incident right here so that's all i got man well i'm gonna keep it um keep a series on the closeout this this um show will drop next monday which is the seventh correct mm-hmm. tuesday is the eighth mm. it's midterms get out and vote i'm hoping everybody that listens to this show by the time the show has aired has already voted most places still have early voting going on so please make we should normalize early voting we should make that our thing we should, uh, you know, get sections at the polls. I don't know what we need to do. Bottle service outside. I, I don't know what needs to happen for us to get out there and take it seriously. But we need to vote. Voting in midterms, early elections, local elections is it's very serious. There's a lot of key states, a lot of key positions up for grabs. And it's going to get scary. I mean, I don't think. I don't think people are as many people are as aware as they should be on the potential of the power swing in within the next week. Mm-hmm. Within the next week, the country could be headed in a completely different direction. So please get out and vote. Please encourage your friends and your family to vote. That's all I have. Three brothers, no sense. Six Rules of Podcast. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment, and most importantly, listen again. Talk to you next week.